These are five super important tips to save your mental health this Christmas break. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business mindset and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, let's talk about five key things that you can implement through this Christmas in order to save your mental health. These are really important. They're basic, they're simple to implement, but most people don't do them. Hence why it's a great reminder. It might even be new for some of you. They're pretty self-explanatory. You've just got to do them and that's the hard part, especially when you're on the break. Most people get lazy, they get complacent and they self-destruct over the Christmas break. Also, there is family shit, normally poor communication, a whole bunch of issues with family members that can happen. So let's talk about these five key tips to save your mental health this Christmas. So number one is if you've got time off, make sure that you're setting goals every day. So before you go to bed each night, set one goal each day, the same as you should be doing every other day. Like before I go to bed every night, the one thing that I do is I set a core goal every day. What's the one thing that I need to focus on that needs to get done before I go to bed the following day? That way it gives me a clear focus so that I can be productive each day. If you're not productive every day, you're essentially blowing your self-worth and you'll eventually self-destruct. So over holidays, most people wake up late, they drink more alcohol, they then have relationship issues or problems because they're spending more time with people that they don't normally spend time with. And then throughout the Christmas break, you just watch their self-worth slowly implode, especially as they start to self-sabotage and self-destruct and do stuff that they know is damaging their goals, like consume more alcohol, like overeat food, like consistently binge eat. These are problems that most people go through at Christmas break. So in order to counterbalance that, make sure that you set a goal every night before you go to bed for the following day so that you wake up with something in mind to keep you focused, to keep you driven, and also to keep you productive. Because if you're not building your self-worth, you're destroying it. If you're not increasing your value, it's decreasing. It doesn't stay the same. So if you're doing things that decrease your value each and every day, then don't be surprised if you get to the new year and all of a sudden your self-worth or your value is destroyed. So make sure that you set those goals every day and also make sure that you set expectations around what you expect within your own life. Some of those expectations might be that you're not going to get concerned or consumed by people in your family who are normally those crazy people that you've got to deal with. So it might be the crazy uncle or the crazy cousin who says inappropriate shit. You just appreciate them for them and you don't get too concerned, you don't get too consumed, you just stay focused on you, you don't take it personally and you can just keep moving forward. So make sure you set realistic expectations for the Christmas break. Give yourself a little bit of space to be yourself, to make sure that you're doing things that are important for you like exercising or having space just to be able to think. Don't think you've got to wake up in the morning, do everything for everybody else because eventually you'll stress out, burn out, and you'll become snappy and probably not the best person to be around. And you'll probably be reactive and triggered and all that sort of stuff. So that's number one. Number two is don't take things personally. Christmas brings together a bunch of people with different beliefs, different values, different ideas, and different ideals. And this can create conflict in a family dynamic or with friends. So if you've got a cousin or an uncle, they're all about business and money, but they're not about family and you're about family, then you might clash because the person with a high value on wealth creation will think that life is about wealth. And to them it is. But to you, life might be about 
family and great relationships. So those two people might clash at Christmas time just with those values. Some people out there believe that same thing is a conspiracy. Other people believe that it's necessary and that everyone should be forcefully vaccinated. And so those two people come together and then they clash and they argue. My suggestion is don't take things too seriously and don't take them personally. Just because someone has a belief doesn't mean that you have to accept it and it doesn't mean that it's your belief. Accept the individual. You don't, just because you accept the individual doesn't mean that you've got to accept the belief. There are plenty of people in my family who have different beliefs than I do. There are some people who have different religious beliefs and that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Providing that they don't forcefully push it on me. If not, I set boundaries and say, look, I know that this is important to you, but I'd rather just not talk about it. I have my own beliefs, you have your beliefs. Let's just keep it that way. And so it forces you to become more effective with your communication, especially having family members who have different values, different beliefs, different ideas, and different ideals. Just accept them. It helps you to become a better person because you become more accepting. Instead of forcefully pushing your view, your agenda, and your values on other people in your friendship circle or your family. So number two is chill out, don't take things personally. Number three is that the Christmas break often leads to changes in diet, in sleeping patterns, in alcohol consumption. These changes often lead to worse mental health outcomes. Try to remain consistent with your diet, especially the amount of food that you consume, your sleep schedule, the reduction of alcohol or the increase in alcohol, and also increased movement. So this is the perfect time. If you're on holidays, it's the perfect time to be more effective, to be more productive, to create good habits. Because if you're not creating good habits, you're essentially reinforcing bad habits. And those bad habits will catch up with you over time. So you wanna spend a little bit of time and make sure that you're reinforcing good quality habits, not reinforcing bad ones. And if it gets to Christmas and you do what most people do, which is you go, woohoo, I can celebrate. Now I can overeat, now I can drink a lot, now I can sleep in. Now I can go to bed extremely late. You're essentially setting yourself up for a mental health crisis. All of those things will lead to mental health destruction. Okay, it's not guaranteed, but you're fucking pushing the limits to get there. So just remember, alcohol is not good for the brain. Depends on how much you consume and the type of alcohol and your lifestyle and all that sort of stuff. But again, no one says that alcohol creates better mental health outcomes. So we already know that. So by going out and smashing alcohol every day of the week because you're on holidays is essentially setting you up for a bad start to the new year. That's not effective. By overeating food, it's just gonna make it harder to lose. So if you put on one to two kilos or kilograms in a week, just because you're overconsuming, you're having snacks, you're having the chips and the dips and the alcohol and all of that sort of stuff and eating pizza for dinner, all of those things are going to lead to decrease in your health outcomes. They are going to affect you mentally. And then when it comes to New Year's and you start your New Year's resolution bullshit, like everything's gonna change because it's the new year, then all of a sudden, you now have to lose extra weight. Now, from memory, it's about 7,700 calories to lose a kilogram of body weight, which then means you probably have to do an extra two weeks of dieting just to lose that one kilogram you put on. Now, if you put on two to three kilograms over the two or three week period that you're on holidays for, then you're essentially setting yourself up for six to eight weeks of a reduced calorie intake and more exercise in order to lose that weight. It's not super effective. Now, I could be wrong with those stats and those numbers, but it's a lot harder to lose weight than it is to gain weight. So if you just go out there and blast the calories with alcohol and with over-consuming food, then it's gonna mean that it's a lot harder for you to lose that weight afterwards. So just be very careful and very mindful of that. Try to keep your eating consistent. Try to keep the diet that you've had, when I say diet, just the food that you consume. I'm not talking about dieting. I'm just talking about make sure that your nutrition stays the same, your portion sizes stay the same. You don't go out and blow out those calories. Now, if you're someone who's gained weight this year, then you probably could reduce those calories. It's the perfect time to reduce calories and to do more exercise because you are on holiday. So it will help you to lose weight coming into the new year. I think that you're better off running into the new year at speed in order to start the year 
with your goals in mind, then get to the new year, cruise through it like most people do because they wake up on January the 1st, they're hungover. It takes them a couple of days, if not a week, to get back into the swing of things. You're already seven days into the new year before you start your goals. Now, for most people, it's 14 days because by the time they get back, they've got kids and all that sort of stuff. And some people don't even start until end of January, start of February, until the kids go back to school. And then they're trying to start their goals, but they're already a month in. They've already essentially wasted, you know, let's say 28 to 32, 33 days before the kids go back to school, depending on when they go to school. Um before you start creating your goals again. So try to stick to the same habits that you've always had. If you pull a late night, that's fine. But if you pull a late night, wake up late, pull a late night, wake up late, you're essentially resetting your sleeping habits and your your sleeping schedule. So your biorhythms are gonna be out of balance. Your diet might change again, especially if you're tired and fatigued, you wanna eat more calories. And so you're just creating a clusterfuck for yourself going into the new year. So these are things to think about. Number four is appreciate those around you, including yourself. Christmas time and the start of the new year can be a time that a lot of people start to self-depreciate. They feel bad about the choices they made in the previous year. And so that there are a lot of people out there who are beating themselves up. I didn't achieve enough. I didn't get where I wanted to be. This is the time to appreciate yourself and to realize that you did a good job this year. There are probably things you could have improved upon, but there's probably a whole bunch of stuff that you did really, really well. So make sure that you appreciate that effort that you put in this year and spend some time and journal. Write down how could have you made some improvements? How can you make things better next year? What are some of the habits you need to create? What are some of the things that you need to learn? What are some of the traits that you need to own? It might be that you need more courage. You might need to be more focused. You might need to build some better mental performance tools in order to help you to achieve. If you start thinking about that over the Christmas break, when you get to the new year, you can start to implement that. We normally have a big influx for Thrive Time at the start of the new year, because a lot of people realize they're not getting the results that they wanted the previous year. They haven't created the habits they wanted to achieve the year before. They have self-sabotage patterns, self-destructive behaviors. They're mentally and emotionally beating themselves up and they know that they've been doing this for years. And they know that nothing is gonna change unless they change. So we tend to get a, a pretty big influx of people to the first Thrive Time event throughout January and the start of February. I think it's the end of February is the first Thrive Time event. So we normally get an influx because people become more self-aware of their self-destructive behaviors and all the things that are stopping them from achieving the life that they want. And the truth is that if you're falling towards earth and the engines have stopped, there's a high likelihood that you're gonna crash because momentum takes over. And I guess this is the law of momentum right? That things in motion stay in motion and things at rest stay at rest. So if you're naturally in motion with bad habits, it's harder to change those unless you've got effective tools to be able to do so. And so there are a lot of people out there who start to realize over the new year break or over the Christmas break that the pattern of behaviors that they consistently have is that they self-destruct, self-implode, they start to achieve things and then they fuck it all up, that maybe their mindset's not the best to help them to achieve the life that they want. Maybe they're completely off track and maybe they keep having these visions and these goals of the things that they want in life, yet they're not getting any closer. They just, they're getting older each year. So every year at New Year's, it's for some people, it's a time to sit there and go, fuck, I'm getting older. I'm not achieving the things that I want. It's time to change. And so they'll sign up or, you know, come along to Thrive Time, which I think is a great thing for a lot of people out there who are listening to this, who know that they're not getting the results that they want or who want a massive boost in their habits, in their mental performance, in their goals, all of the things that are gonna help them to achieve a fulfilling life by the end of next year. But please make sure that you are setting yourself up to win and that you appreciate the year that you've had. Also that you take time out to really reflect on what you could have changed and start taking some action steps to move forward into the new year. Which then finally leads to step number five of really making sure that you set yourself up for good mental health 
over the Christmas break and into the new year. So number five is reflect on the year that's just gone. Now I do this, I've just started doing it this week. So what I do is on the year that's just gone, I grab a pen and paper or I grab my journal out and I start to list all of the achievements for the year. And I try to get a minimum of 200 to 1000 achievements. Everything from little things to big things. Most people only focus on big achievements, which is the reason why they feel like they're always losing or that they're a loser because they're not getting the results that they want in life. Whereas if you stop and you look at all the little achievements. So I know this year I've become a better leader. I'm a better communicator. We've created the podcast and we've already had, I think 25 or 30,000 downloads um, since starting it halfway through the year. So all of those achievements I'll put down. I'll put down that I've changed my spending habits. I notice that I'm more productive and I'm more effective. I notice that I plan my days more effectively. I notice that my relationship with Jess has gotten better and that we've proved our communication and we're talking more effectively. I've also learned how to rest more so that when I have been working hard, I know when to just turn off instead of feeling guilty that I'm resting. All of these things are small to big achievements throughout the year. And I want to get anywhere between 100 and 1000 achievements because what you'll do is then you realize that the year that you've had is super productive, that you've consistently grown and you'll go into the new year appreciating yourself, not self-depreciating, which is going the opposite way. We all know that if a car depreciates, it lowers itself in value, which means that it lowers its worth. Now, if you're someone who is self-depreciating because you feel like you haven't had a good year, you haven't achieved anything, that you're a loser, that you're a piece of shit, that you never get anywhere in life, and you do all those crazy mind games that most people play leading into the new year, then don't be surprised if you depreciate yourself, which means that you lower your value and you'll have less self-worth. The other way of doing that is to realize that you've had a super productive year. There's been a whole bunch of things that you've learned, a whole bunch of lessons, and even little small things each and every day that you've achieved or that you've tweaked or that you've changed, which will lead to you being more valuable, more productive, and you'll increase your self-worth, your self-love, your self-respect, your self-confidence, your courage, all of those things that will help you to achieve great things next year. So I spend time normally about a week or so, it could be a couple of days depending on how much time and energy I put into it, really focusing on writing down all my achievements, no matter how big or how small, so that I make sure that I go into the new year increasing my value and worth because I don't wanna do what I used to do when I was younger, which is self-depreciate and then wonder why the next year I just end up fucking up everything and feeling like shit and beating myself up and having a mental health breakdown like I used to do when I was a lot younger. So anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope that helps. Let me go quickly back through these again. So number one is make sure you set your goals every day. Number two is don't take things personally over the Christmas break. Realize that everyone has their own values, their own beliefs, and your job isn't to change everyone's beliefs to make people have the same values as you. Just respect and appreciate that they have different values, different beliefs, and that's all okay. Number three is that you don't wanna change your habits too much over the break. So try and keep the same sleeping times, the same nutrition patterns, the same exercise habits, or if not, increase them, especially if you're laying around a little bit more. But make sure that you're being productive towards your health outcomes, towards your mental health outcomes, towards your goals, towards your dreams. Don't just wake up, bum around, eat a whole bunch of food, drink a heap of alcohol, because you will set yourself up for mental health destruction at some point. Number four is appreciate yourself and those around you. Number five is reflect on the year that's just gone and write down anywhere between 100 to 1,000 achievements so that you can really start pushing forward into the new year and feeling great about yourself and backing yourself to win. Driven Mofos, I hope that helps. If you're not already following me on Twitter, please make sure you jump across. It's MichaelMojo00 on Twitter. Also for a whole bunch of cool shit over the Christmas break to keep you inspired and empowered, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast as well on whatever platform you're listening to so that it gets uploaded on your phone. You can listen to it as you're driving in the car, as you're going away on holidays, unless the kids are around and you don't like swearing them. Maybe it's not the most appropriate podcast, but I hope that most people who are listening to this are adults or at least adult-minded in some way, shape or form. 
So please remember to subscribe to the podcast. And also at Christmas break, let your friends and family know. Some of the cool things that happen in the community is a lot of people in the community have tried to help other people to grow their business. They've tried to help friends and family, you know, grow their mindset and their mental health or their mental performance, but have found that because they're family and friends, they butter up against this resistance. Whereas what they've realized is that when they share the podcast with them, I do that hard lifting work for them. And so it slowly helps people around them to develop the same mindset and mental performance patterns that they have from listening to this podcast. So one of the easiest ways that you can help people around you is just to share the podcast with them. Just say, hey, listen to this. I hope that it will help. And then just leave it with them. And hopefully they'll listen to it and start to improve the quality of their life and also the quality of their daily actions within their own business as well. Driven mofos, I hope that this podcast is helping in some way, shape, or form. Keep kicking ass, keep living with Mojo, and have a great Christmas break. Anyway, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow on the next episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Peace out, everybody.